Hey, what's going on, man? How's it going? Oh, it's going great, dude. Do you like my icon? My the icon that I have for recording. For yeah, podcast? I noticed that. I noticed that the last time we started recording. <laughs> I I forgot like, that I made that my icon for everyone that's listening. My icon is just the middle finger. <laughs> I wonder how many people see that and they're like, "Oh, all right." <laughs> I, I think the only people that probably see that is when you get invited to the caller. So. Oh, I see. I've, yeah, I've invited a handful of calls on here. I, I think that might be the next T-shirt. So, um, <laughs> well, thanks for coming on to the Rudecast this time. Um, uh, we haven't done a whole lot of podcasting recently, or at least I. Yeah. Um, We've been busy. Yeah, um, but I just want to officially congratulate you on your podcast, and it seems to be doing really well. And so, oh, thanks think, a lot, buddy. Yeah, I think you should keep doing what you're doing. That's a good good thing here. I think. Uh, with our our schedules and our lifestyles are changing and so um we don't always get a chance to uh, get together and record like we used to i know it's sad yeah and even and even doing the phone interview uh can be challenging like unless you've been living you know in a cave or with your head in the sand uh wendell's had a baby so uh, (laughs) i mean we're recording it right now this is like 5 30 in the morning uh, we both woke up like at four, so yeah. Um, here we are recording in the morning just to see if we get some content out. So yeah, but um, so a couple of things I want to um, inform all the listeners: like Wendell and I are still going to keep doing podcasts together. Um, sometimes it may not be Wendell on the show, but Alan Brunetta will be stepping up and also uh, recording some shows when possible. I would say that's a, a good substitute. Yeah. There's if not no substitute better. for you, but if not you know. better, Alan's a little more polished than I am, you know. But Alan, Alan is a is a you know a great guy, and um, he's got a lot of knowledge and a lot of um, great stuff to say. Yeah, yeah, I like I like talking to Alan. He's fun. Yeah. Um, another thing is, um, I just want to congratulate um, Darren and Bet Corvea on on the joining the West Coast Archery team. Coasties, yeah. So, um, which you know they've worked really hard, um, you know, with what with their archery, and you know they've come a long way. Yeah, they have. Like in the past, like on your on your podcast and on our podcast, we've talked about like getting better, and I think like Darren and Bet have definitely like. Uh, they've been like poster children of there's a couple people. they're not children but poster children of like what it takes to become yeah there are a couple people that really listen to things and then apply them like um my my buddy joel is another one of those people who uh like listens to what we're saying and then is like oh man how, or or you know the guests that we have on it doesn't have, have to be us but listens and then applies and right. you know is, is one of those people that is seeing improvement now yeah no for sure like um they're they've come, they definitely come a long way um one of the first things maybe i want to talk to you about i know we mentioned it um probably one of the earlier episodes of the rootcast here but you know we'll talk about like shop teams and like what like what's what's a shop team and uh-huh um what is it is it a sponsorship or is it just actually joining a team uh-huh. um and so like i want to 
talk to you first about what was your first experience with like being on a team or a shop team the yeah totally man well first what was yours rudy mine was um pacifica archery uh-huh you stayed with pacific archery for a long time right yeah yeah i, I did um but no one wants to hear what my what about me <laughs> <I'm> t- <laughs> <laughs> tell me my ears. i'll tell you about mine later Okay, uh, the first team that I was on was uh, the Ohlone archery team, which is like a recurve team, but they let me shoot my compound bow. Yeah, it was Nico. Uh, he was like a guy who all he owned just the shop in San Leandro, and it was right in between my work and my apartment. And they were like a recurve only shop that just gave me a place to to shoot my compound bow, and. It was an archery range, right? Not not like a retail shop, right? Correct. Correct. <laughs> they had a small retail section, but it was like it's not like it's not like anything else. Like uh Nico's thing was he specialized in arrows. He'd get you arrows um and strings for your recurve bow, or he'd get you a recurve riser. But that was about it. And, and, and the- uh, Nico built really good strings actually, because like he had a couple of students that wanted to learn Olympic archery and he had like referred them over to me and like I saw some of the strings that he'd built on their boat. Oh cool. I I, yeah, didn't know I didn't know he built strings, but I didn't know that I didn't know recurve strings were like a like a high tolerance thing. Well there's a there's a certain quality to them. I uh-huh. mean they're not built to the same uh same way. I mean the the process is similar to building a compound string, but uh-huh. uh, th- those who shoot uh recurve um, know that you can't really build a compound string and then put it on a recurve. Like it's not there. There's certain ways that you can do the end loops and um, that make it more forgiving for a recurve. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that makes sense. But yeah, uh, Nico is super cool. He gave me a, a little place to shoot at during indoor season, and then it was like, what was great is uh, the one of the benefits I got as so the way I helped Nico out, I designed team jerseys for him. I helped out like, uh, and would help him teach Saturday classes. He, he would have like new, new, you know, new groups come in on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And so I'd come in early and then like help him out with that. Uh, every so often I would help out with the Joe ad, like the Joe ad thing going on. I, I was just a, a helper though. I was not an instructor. And, um, what else? Oh, I designed the artwork. I designed the some logos for them. I designed some artwork. Uh, just little things like that. If you go to the the shop, is still there. I think Nico sold it. But if you go to the shop, my artwork is still hanging up everywhere. That's and it's cool. just I just photoshopped some like he, he there was pictures that he liked that he really liked. So I just blew them up and made them black and white. And you know, if you alter an image fifteen percent, it falls under fair use. So you don't have to you know have to pay for it. So that's what I, that's kind of what I did. <laughs> and you uh, added value to, to the team in some way. You know? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit, just a little bit. And I mean, I wasn't a recurve guy and I think recurve people added a little more of the value that Nico was looking for, mm-hmm. but you know, uh, that's, I would say shooting 20 yards at Nico's shop is where I learned to shoot archery. Yeah. And I, if I'm not mistaken, that's that first year in Vegas that you shot at 899, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's when I got that's when I got decent at shooting indoor. Yeah, it, it provided you uh it provided you a way to really like pound out a lot of arrows. Yeah. Nico used to talk about it being like a karate dojo. 
And he's like, this is where you can come and train and, you know, learn how to shoot. And no one will bother you. You just come in. It was like 24-hour fitness almost, but with with uh, bales. Wow, that's but, cool, man. Yeah. So like, um, I'll answer your question now. I'll tell you about kind of my experience was um, at Pacific Archery. Um, we, I was shooting leagues there a lot with Jim. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I was spending a lot of time there during indoor season shooting a lot. And um, I had uh, I had like already like my level two archery uh, instructor certificate, right? Which uh-huh. and and if you have a level one or level two, and you're listening to this, like don't take the wrong way, but it really doesn't mean anything. Yeah, level two. I I have level two. Yeah, or, I mean, I and, and not that it doesn't mean anything because it, it is a good accomplishment. It is a step that someone should take if they want to start teaching. Right. The really main benefit more. of getting a level two is just so you're insured. Yeah, you can apply for the insurance through USA Archery, and you know they do a background check on you, and it's a, it's just a good like piece of paper to have in your in your tool belt mm-hmm. when you're when you're you know working around like miners or other people. At least it shows them that you've gone through some kind of training, uh-huh. even though even though uh, um, I mean it doesn't. It's not a test of your knowledge in archery, that's for sure. So, gotcha. but um. But yeah, so like, I I got had my level two, but I've also was shooting um, like halfway decent, and um, like Beth was like, "Hey, do you mind like teaching lessons from time to time?" And so like I just started helping him teaching lessons and stuff. When oh, I, that's cool, you know. And then it and then uh, I actually had a a coach for like a really short period of time when I was first trying to learn compound archery. Um, but he got ill and then moved to Los Angeles. But like his name was Mick Redding, and like so he was like more the official shop shooter for Pacifica at the time. They only had like one guy, uh-huh. and so you know when he moved to LA, um, you know like um, they asked me if I wanted to take over Mick. Did you say his name was Mick? Mick Redding, yeah. Well, so your first trainer's name was Mick. Yeah, it's like Rocky, dude. I know, dude. He was and Mick. Mick is like he was such a cool dude. Like, did he call you a bum? Did he call me a bum? No. Make you chase chickens and stuff. <laughs> no. Uh, but he did. He did believe in like you know, uh, you know, physical the physical training aspects of archery. Like he said, mm-hmm. lacking you know, people right. out enough. Were you shooting compound at the time? Yeah, I was shooting compound. At that point, yeah, I was shooting compound. Um, Interesting. Olympic you don't hear many compound coaches stress, like, physical fitness. Yeah, I mean, that's something that, honestly, is, like, probably lacking. And, like, I'm by no means, like, have any right to be talking any amount of shit right now. Don't sure change yourself, Rudy. you got a body. You know, but, um, but you know, like, I think I think when, when you're in better shape, I think you're – when the rest of your body is healthy and everything's working properly, then that's, that's a huge benefit to any sport, you know? Yeah. Yeah. At Tiger Woods, you know, like, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe, maybe it didn't, maybe he didn't need to be in like, you know, extremely cut to hit a golf ball, but being extremely cut and being in good shape, probably, you know what though? Had, had him in a better to be state. extremely cut to have all those affairs and lay down all that pipe to clear his mind so that he could shoot good. So I would argue that he did need to be. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm not going to recommend that to any 
any of our students here, but uh, oh yeah, if that's what you got to do, you know, I mean, freestyle archery is do whatever it takes to get it in the middle. True, but I think like I think like if you're in that like skill development phase or you're trying to get better at something, if you're a better shape, you're probably going to be in a, in a better mental state. Mm-hmm. Now, now so this is mostly a mental game. Here. I would like to play yeah. devil's advocate here. What do you think about real wilds uh, being like? I shoot better fat. I mean, I think, you know, like I said, there's always, well, there's always going to be, I think, uh, um, outliers and special cases because I think uh, pretty much, (laughs) I guess I'm a special case and so are you. (laughs) (laughs) I did shoot better when I was fat. We actually both shot better when we were fat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm still fat. And I'm still, I'm still fat, but not as fat. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to how we laugh. We're chuck. We chuckled it off, and then we were like, yeah, we're both still fat. <laughs> <laughs> we also laugh like that, guys, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's called chortling. <laughs> it's definitely a chortle. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I would say uh, – so I'll just tell you right quick. It, you know, once once I became, uh, like, a staff shooter there, you know, um, it was only a short period of time before I became an employee because, like um, – I was looking at getting out of my previous line of work. Mm -hmm. And at that point, like I was already coaching a few of the students there at Pacifica in Olympic recurve and compound. And that's cool. You know, if anyone knows, you you rose like right to the top there too. Yeah. And then, so that's all value there. Um, You know, so, so once, once, you know, I was um, first a staff shooter for them it's because there was a relationship there, you know, you were, I was doing something for them, you know, not, not that, you know, you have to do something with the expectation of getting something. It's just that like a lot, a lot of people form a relationship with, uh, with, with uh, shop owners and, you know, people, when you're, they, they know, most people should know how difficult it is to run a small business and, you know, do there's people out there who really value the information and the work that you know people in a bow shop um, owners or employees give to the community as a whole and you know a lot of times they want to help you know and and we see that you know i see that a lot at west coast you know there's a um quite a few people who um who don't receive any compensation but they come in and help out whenever they can because at some point, you know, either Hans or myself have given them a tremendous amount of value. Like to us, it might've been just something simple, but to them, it was something that was uh, monumental, you know, yes, uh, something that they learned in archery. And so, you know, they, they help out. And, and so that's how teams really kind of start is through, you know, a group of people that are and, and this is not the formula for every team. I'm sure there's probably some archery places somewhere where they're like, well, we're going to spend X amount of dollars and we're going to go out and recruit the best shooters in this area. And we're going to be a, you know, this, that, and the other. And, you know, then it's all business, but you know, a lot of, a lot of teams start that way, you know, where mm-hmm. it's a, a family environment or, you know, it's a group of friends that, you know, support a local shop and, you know, you're already hanging out together and spending time together shooting might as well. Right, the the local business that makes it possible for you to, um, you know, enjoy your sport. Like, yeah, so like in your case, Nico really made it possible for you to 
to get that practice you needed yeah you know and you gave them a value you had you did something for them you know it was a it was a mutual exchange you know and then later you went on to what what was your you went on to another team too at archery only yeah yeah i joined uh archery only and i did much less at archery only i was i i did help wayne out with a couple like promotional events uh-huh. where i would um you know we we had like this inflatable range that you we would set up at it was like comic-con or something like that and so yeah, you do special <laughs> events and stuff yeah yeah yeah, it was it was it was all around weird. Wayne was always like asking to take pic, <laughs> have me take pictures with like these girls that were dressed up like anime characters, and I was like, "Oh, this is not good. This is all bad." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Wayne, you're gonna be killed, man." Once he goes uh, on Facebook, we'll use it against you at some point. Oh God, uh, I would not be upset if those pictures just disappeared off the. Yeah, but yeah, that was strange. But you know, it was help. He asked me to help, and I'd help. Um, everything else he wanted from me was to compete and fly the banner, you know, yeah, do the old school thing, that, that old school shop shooter thing. Right. Which is, you know, represent. Yeah. And so, you know, and the reason I brought this up is because there's been a lot of conversation over Facebook, uh, both positive and negative over the uh-huh. last couple of yeah. years. And yeah, so, I've been mixing it up in like, like I've just wanted, the worst way. I wanted to kind of tell our the the Rootcast listeners and the Archery um, Unfiltered listeners. I'm sure, some of them are the same people. Um, that you know, shop teams really are about you know a relationship that you already should have. You know, and so yeah, there's some shops that might you might send them a resume and then they'll be like yeah you want to wear a jersey here you go like and Uh and and the teams are gigantic and there's like 50 people wearing your jersey and it's like is that a team or is that just like you know or or are you like truly close to those to a shop because i used to deal with it all the time at pacific i used to have people come up to me and be like oh i want to be on the pacific archery team and i was like yeah great like i've known you for like two days and like have no idea i don't even remember what your name is and you're like you know, about us sponsoring you and and that's also like how a lot of people get this wrong out there you know like most of the t- like like 90 percent of the time when i've been approached by somebody it's about hey do you guys sponsor and it's like no we don't yeah sponsor. dude the um we don't very sponsor. first we, time we I have went... a team what's that well actually i take that back there are some people there are a few people within West Coast um, that are like do have like sponsorship um, in the hunting world and that, but I mean they're they're actually doing some legit hunting, legit work, yeah. you know, like actual work for the for the industry and like they're it, it, it's and and that relationship is once again those relationships still exist because they were customers of the store and like they appreciate what we're doing and are happy to have right. a relationship but like most of the time if you're if you're an individual who's going around asking shops uh, to be sponsored or you're asking to be sponsored like that that's not that's not joining the team the right way right now if you're out there shooting and you notice that hey like wilderness or you know west coast or pacifica or archery only or you know you know, and I know I'm forgetting shops out there right now, but like if you're, if you're like, 
like seeing those teams and they're winning and you want to be a part of that, like befriend those people first. And, yeah. And then, and even then it's not a sure shot. It's not a sure shot. Like, you know, and, and cause the thing is, is like, you also have to provide some kind of value, but uh-huh. if you've never like as much as bought a knock from the store and like you haven't been affiliated with the store or have any kind of relationship with it and you buy all your stuff online and you're like this lone archer who like doesn't support local business, like you're not, you're not cut for the fabric of being on a shop team because uh-huh. at the end of the day, right. The, the shop team, um, you know, some shops might offer a small little discount, you know, for, for being on a team, you know, um, right. on, on product and stuff, but it's, it's a, uh, it's a thing that, that, uh, does come to, to a little bit of money, that, right. To the, to the shop yeah and um you know if you're looking <laughs> for and you're doing it that way you know unless you're emerson monkrest yeah you know super super archer of the world um like you you're gonna rub people the wrong way and don't be offended if they say at the moment we're not looking for anybody because it's like well uh, actually we should clarify is that we should clarify that i, I mixed i i fucking wasted my morning and got into it with a dude who uh is one of these guys who shops he has shopped around for i didn't know i didn't know this but he is like he did tell I don't, me like uh, who, who are you what, what are you referring to because i got I, I i get messages all the time asking about sponsorship and so like oh oh i thought we were um, talking specifically so, about this dude because he so you want to transition into your drama now no, 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 no. We can do that later. We'll do that okay. after. All right. But that, well, that, that guy that I'm talking about is one of those guys that was shopping for a team and uh, really doesn't provide anything for those shops, you know? Yeah. Well, there, there's a lot of guys. I've, I've had people that, that you know, they're, they, they, uh, we've actually had people that do have a following on Instagram or have something uh-huh. important to offer. They're doing something cool. And they promotional thing yeah and and they don't Present. necessarily can come to our shop maybe they live farther away but like we've had guys that do support us like on on uh on social media and like they buy our gear um they're always sending us videos um and they you know drive three or four hours away to get their equipment um handled by us and they're also like guides and do like, you know, amazing work in the industry. And you know what? Like we sponsor them, like we help them out. We, we, uh-huh. you know, there's, there's a relationship there. Right. Uh, but if we've never met the person, we're not going to sponsor them. Right. Gotcha. Hands down. That makes sense. It's, it's the wrong. Hopefully I laid the fabric there for anyone listening. If you're interested in being a shop team. Yeah. There's different ways to do it. Either you get really, really good. And like win a bunch of tournaments, and then at that point, you should probably just like stay out of the shops at that point and really focus on getting. The manufacturers should probably knocking at your door, like if you win Vegas or something. But um, otherwise, it's like the shop team is about is about an environment, you know. Uh, Definitely get familiar with your environment before you decide that you want to be on a team or something. So. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, um, all right, so you had a little bit of drama. I'm not. I don't want to talk about it too much, but like, you know, like, I, I dude, I just did the dumbest thing ever. It's one of those things that I, I'm like very much against. Is 
arguing on it's like who here still goes to archery talk i, I, I sure as fuck don't been on archery talk in over a year unless i'm gonna sell something exactly i i don't go on archery talk and i just i got into it with a guy on my archery unfiltered page and i just devolved this thing that i'm building and working on into archery talk you know and it's uh it's been eating at me. It ate at me all day yesterday. And it's not like I, uh, I feel like I made good points, but that's not what I'm there. You know, I'm there to, to just give good archery advice. I'm not there to fucking. So why don't you explain to me what, how it went all went down? Like what was the, Oh, you know, I covered the BC shoot, right? Some fucking, Cheese dick, you were completely wrong, by the way, on the coverage. I want to correct you later. What's that? I'm joking. I said, um, your coverage of the BC shoot was completely wrong. I, I did make a couple later. mistakes. I did make a couple mistakes. And, uh, I don't know. What do you do? No, I did. Almost every <laughs> podcast, they make mistakes. That's why at the beginning of the next podcast, there's always what I call corrections or addendums or something like that. So, um, there's not enough time in the day to go over that. Well, there's two in particular that I'm going to hit right away. But anyway, some fucking dude was saying, you know, posts up on my fucking page, like all the shit that I'm against. The first thing is it was a list of excuses as to why he didn't shoot good. And then came the, oh, but I fucking, you know, only dropped four on day two. So I'm the shit. And then followed it up with, I would have, it first was I placed fifth here. You know, I, I secured fifth. And then it was, uh, I would have placed fifth in the pro class, but they lost my, they fucked up my registration and put me in amateur. That's four fucking lines of bullshit that my organization does not tolerate, you know? And I just fucking lost it. I couldn't, I couldn't control myself, dude. Are you an organization or a nation? Organization. I'm not, I will never take the title of a nation. And just checking. (laughs) I just want to clear up that for the Rudecast listeners. For the Rudecast Nation, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't give ourselves definitions. We're just. Well, no, I, I myself am, am an organization. I'm not allowing, like, no one else is allowed in. You know what I mean? I, that's the other thing. Someone was like, "Oh yeah, well, good job being the gatekeeper and keeping those assholes out." And I'm like, "That's not what I am. I'm not a gatekeeper." Uh, I'm not. I, I called Wendell the gatekeeper of uh, uh, dipshits. Just to be fair, I'm the shepherd of shitheads. <laughs> but the the thing is, is I don't want to be. I don't ever want to be the person that's looked at as like a. Oh, this guy's cool. You know, here's the in crowd. Here's the not in crowd. Absolutely. All right. To me, we are all the in crowd, except for these cheese dicks. Right. <laughs> Except for these fucking guys who claim to be fifth or whatever, because that does a disservice to the person that actually shot fifth. The guy that actually practiced, you know, made sure his equipment was working and actually did the fucking work. That guy gets that position. He gets to say that, not this fucking dude. And it, I just, oh, dude, I, I'm getting like my body temperature is going up just talking about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the shit bothers me. and a, part of what bothers me about it is that I'm not out there competing also because I would just tell this guy to his face. You know what I mean? Like, no, bad. You don't do that. 
you know? I think, I think, uh, like, I'm going to share an experience with you. So, like, uh, when I was working at Pacifica, I was working with a Joe ad, uh, a Joe ad with, like, that was a, um, the, this particular one of the, the, cl- the Joe ad classes that we had was a group of uh, teenagers that were about 13 to 14 years old. Uh-huh. And it was like mostly comprised of all uh, young teenage girls. And like one day they were all with their phones, taking pictures of each other, like doing archery poses and stuff with their bows. And I was uh-huh. like, what are you guys doing? I'm like, they were like, they were like, I was like, are you guys just Instagramming? You know, they were probably Snapchatting, but that's how old I was, right? That's how old I am, right? So, <laughs> and I don't even know if Snapchat's a thing anymore. It's probably something else. I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. They're like, you know, doing social media stuff. Are you on the face space? Are you on the facey thingy? <laughs> yeah. And so, like, they're over there, like, doing, like, poses and stuff with archery. And I was like, I'm like, well, I'm like, you got to, I'm like, got to look good for the gram, right? And they were like, Rudy, they're all, the flex is real. <laughs> like this one girl in particular said it like in this like Southern California Valley girl like accent. She was like, the flex is real. <laughs> and I was I still it. don't understand what that meant, but I think what they're saying is the the flex is like a a pose or it's not reality, but they're shaping something to look a certain way, right? Really think like mid thirty year olds are not gonna be able to accurately analyze whatever the hell a bunch of fucking Joag girls are saying. Well, what she was saying is it's all about, like, the pose. It's all about the grammar, like, the perception, right? Uh-huh. Like, you know, uh-huh. not to get too deep into, like, 14-year-old vernacular here. But um, it, I think I think uh, it's funny because I always used to say that after that because it made my – dude, I just died laughing when I heard it. I was just like, okay, this is, this is, this is, this is gold. Um, and – uh they you know i think a lot of people have this like idea of what they want archery to be or they want to do something um on social media and everyone wants that status or that like glamour and you know there's a lot of bullshit Uh, i will say this the one bad thing about archery is that everyone it there's a tremendous amount of ego it's a small community of people and I think, you know, people get into our sport and because I, I, I hear it and see it every day in the shop. I have somebody that walks up to me, they take out their camera and they're like, look at how some people are like, hey, man, I think I'm getting better. Like, well, how what would you think of this grouping or like whatever? And then you genuinely like they just want to know 90 percent of the time I get a phone shoved in my face going, look at how good I am. Like I should I should probably start competing. And then I look at the group at. 30 yards and I'm like yeah you might want to like shrink that up by like more than half you know like it's just Uh you get people at least from my perspective I get people that are constantly bragging to me about what they're doing and they have zero idea of any of my accomplishments or anything that I've done right right and and have no idea of the amount of work right I have to put in every day to shoot Right. You know, most people don't know this, but like I've had back surgery. I have pretty bad nerve damage in my leg, in my back. Like every day that you see me, like I'm, I don't always smile. I'm not always happy because I'm usually in pain. So like Mm -hmm. if you see me at an archery tournament and my face is just like, 
and I'm just standing there not saying like just looking like I'm totally like resting bitch face there like it's because I'm in pain right and I'm not you know and that's what I deal with every day and I have to work my ass off every Uh day to shoot at the level that I do so for me like when people walk up to me and they're just like flexing about how good they are like I honestly could really give a shit (laughs) I don't need to know you know what you did like right sometimes I mean it's different if someone's generally asking for advice uh-huh. Yeah. But I get where you're coming from. And it's like you were you've I've seen your work. Like I've seen how hard you worked to get to that level that you were. And anytime anyone well, um, gone giving the perception. And I, I know who you're talking about. And if they're listening, like I've never met him that this person, like I think the first time I met this individual was at Reading. Uh-huh. The only reason I even knew knew of him or heard of him was because there were a few other archers that were saying, Hey, do you guys know this individual? Because he's coming up to me and he came up to me at a public range and said, X, Y, Z. Yeah. I, I cleaned to these events or I did this. And I was like, yeah, never met the guy. Like, you know, I, you know, I, and, and just hands down, like I'm, I'm a, I'm one of the nicest people. And, and I prefaced what I said earlier there with, like if you walk up to me at an archery tournament and say hello and shake my hand and talk to me just like a normal human being, like I'll shake your hand back and talk to you for days. Right. You walk up to me and start talking about how bad you shot or like how good you are or like that you have an opinion about something in archery. Like I don't, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to talk to you. Like if you come up to me and said, Oh man, I just had the best time shooting bc or like this is amazing like awesome man like yeah you know or right. hey like i got this awesome hunt coming up or like just come talk to me like a normal human being like don't come up to me with this like this this bragging yeah now this if, you, if you shot your personal best and you came up to me and said i just shot my personal best that's different like that's you you know like just but you i hope people understand what i'm saying there's a difference between genuinely being happy for a certain performance and then just someone who's out there just looking for either like you know looking to stroke their ego yeah stroking their ego you know and that that's the difference so with with this guy i've never met him ever i never knew who he was until reading and then all of a sudden i'm hearing these stories and i'm not judging them like to this day dude like I've never once had a conversation with you. And if I did in passing quickly, like no offense, like I, I meet thousands of people. I'm judging. You know? I am straight up. Judging. I'm not, I, I'm not passing judgment on this guy at all. Like if he wants to walk up to me one day and shake my hand and say hello and talk to me, like he's more than welcome to do that. Like, well, I'm just, I'm just saying, don't based, even fucking talk to me. Cause I'll fucking you. Well, but now based, I mean, basing, I, I mean, I'm hearing your side about the conversation you had with the guy. Oh, dude, uh, there was more. So he sent me like this four page fucking message on the side that was like, man, you know, I used to respect you. And dude, the last thing he said was, Hey, he's like, you, I'm not a judgmental person. This is what he said about himself. He's like, I'm not a judgmental person. All right. We all have off days. I've seen you get your ass kicked. All right. So don't even act like you have perfect days. And it's like, whoa, whoa. Okay, so first off, <laughs> it's one thing to have an off day. It's another thing to fucking lie about how you shot. And then to come off as like, I should have been pro, uh, you know, 
And to say you could you would have placed fifth in the pro class when there is only three fucking guys in your I'm sorry, I'm getting like super uh I'm throwing out a lot of curse words, but to, you know what I'm saying? Like it and then to be like, oh, I've seen you get your ass kicked. It's like, dude, you should have. I've I've done every fucking tournament here. You know, at least twice. You know? So I don't know. It's Ming, turn the volume down. No, <laughs> Ming, turn it up. Um sorry. So it's just that kind of stuff, dude, is like it's just crazy. It's crazy. It drove me nuts and uh I don't know, man. It, it I'm like lost now. I don't even know what to say. It's yeah, no, no. I don't want to I don't want to talk about too much, but bottom line is like you I, I, I saw it transpired and to all our listeners out there in general, like like Wendell and I are just normal people, you know, like, and I, and at least for me, like, I mean, I'm a, I work full-time in archery. I work full-time in a shop, you know, um, I, when I'm in the shop, I'm behaving, not that I misbehave when I'm away from the shop, but I have, I'm, I'm playing customer service all the time, you know, and, and yeah. uh, a lot of times I get people that just rub you the wrong way. They're just very, you know, abrasive and, like all you want to do is talk about themselves and it's like, and it's tough because like you're passionate about this sport, you know, how much work you put into it. And the last thing you want to hear is, um, you know, people just, you know, having a very high opinion of themselves when you know for a fact that they're nowhere. Well, they, they're dude, not, they're if you not, have they're not anywhere near where you're at. That's, right? that's totally fine though. Like I'm all for that, having a high opinion of yourself, but you don't say that you placed somewhere. Well, I'm going to say just honesty. I'm going to say just honesty because a lot of times people, I, I hear it every day. I hear a guy walks in and goes, yeah, I have a friend who's like a pro. Like he's really good at archery and like wins all these tournaments. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, like who, like what's his name? Like, you know, maybe I've met him, you know, and like, like super genuine. And like, and then it's like, they tell me some name and like, I've never even heard of him, you know? And it's like, uh-huh. like I hear that every day. So right. The last thing I want to hear is when I go to an archery tournament is like, like, I dealt with that already for five days Yeah, you know, at work. This is my day off, you know, and I'm here shooting. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to hear more BS, you know, yeah. like, just be honest, be Dude, honest. It, be but honest. the thing just, is, I'm I want, okay with hold that. On, hold on, hold on. Just tell, like, don't, let's not go too crazy. Let's just tell people, be honest. Just be honest. Yes. Yes. Be real. Just be don't, honest. Just own just it. Honest. Just own it, dude. You know? For sure. And then, dude, the, the other thing that kills me is the excuses and then telling me why you sucked and all that shit. And it's like, do you even listen to my show? Do you listen to my show? You're just asking to get rammed in the ass. You know? You're yeah, if you listen to any of Wendell's podcast and then think that you're going to go on there and say what what was said, like, expect, expect, a, expect a nuke to go off. Yeah, expect volatility. But anyway, you know what, dude? I'm just realizing we're hitting the 40th minute here, and yeah. I'm taking up all this podcast time with my bullshit. Yeah. So the next thing I want to talk about is, um, like, archery events that are coming up. Um, uh-huh. State like 900. 900. Um, There's also a I'm safari gonna... event coming up in Diablo, uh, Mount Diablo. Yeah. Uh, Diablo Bowman. And, and it's a new format, I think. Like, they're going to be testing, like, a, more of a, like, a, like a, a 3D, like, true 3D uh format without i I was told it was orange spots did you hear did you hear that it was a maybe i looked at the wrong flyer because maybe there's another event i'll I'll find a flyer and we'll put it out but um on the 900 prep uh let we can touch on that a little bit i'm sure like you'll do uh 
a dedicated specific podcast. Um, I've done one. I've already done one. Detail for but I could probably go in. I could probably go further in depth. But yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did hear that. You, but unfortunately, I think your advice was like, uh, no second axis, no third axis. Uh, shoot the bell. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty simple for yeah for that. But I could I could do something in depth. But I think uh, like even though uh, the state nine hundred is it's happening at a few different locations. Unfortunately, um, I won't be able to go because I will. See, on this podcast, we're not afraid to talk about hunting. Um, so I will be <laughs> hunting in Hawaii with uh, the um, glorious Alan Brunetta. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, the the 900 is going to still be very similar to like, it's on a world archery target. So even though it's an NFAA event. Huh? Right. It's a 122 so, centimeter face. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? Like you told me one time that... Um, like you had the opportunity to shoot with Domogoy when uh-huh. he when he shot at your club before Reading. Yes. And like, tell us what he told you about shooting that kind of format and what it does. He said that's the format to get better at archery. He said if you want to get good at, because I, I asked him like, what's the one format I could practice that would improve everything, you know? And he said Fida, and I was like, what? I was like, Fida is like the weakest of all archery. And he was like, no, no, it's not because you're aiming at a spot inside a spot. You're aiming at you're aiming at the 10 ring, which is yellow, which is inside a yellow nine ring. He says that you have to actually choose where you're going to break your shots. Like, uh, and it made sense to me. Like, I thought about that a lot. And, you know, who else is really good at uh, shooting like all forms of archery are 3D guys like the ASA 3D guys, uh-huh. and they have to choose where they're going to break a shot. You know? Like, they got to look at an animal that has no markings. Yeah. And then they have to say, I'm going to aim for this little crease right here, and I got to break it, you know, where the shadow disappears on this spot, you know? And so, so they... Choose they, where you're going to break it, and then you have to then allow, like, your subconscious to, like... Yeah. Not only do you have to pick where that shot breaks, but you have to run your process if you have pin float you have to be comfortable with your pin float you have to you know you have to do all that all that stuff to get it to go off where you want it to and so that made a lot of sense to me and uh you know i have not you know what does um when i got good at shooting was after running a lot of indoor which is a similar it's not the same as feeder because it's closer but it does have that similar target face yeah you know what i mean you, you get a break in at a 10 that's inside a yellow nine i i found that like when you're shooting um and it's funny you said that because like i used to do um uh when the first year that i did um was a a shop shooter for pacifica um I asked them if they would sponsor and they would help pay for targets so that we, I could host a, a, a 50, we called it the 50 meter league uh, up at uh, San Francisco archery. Uh-huh. So they, had, they had like this field where um, we had uh, a bunch of bales oriented in such a way that like people who shot Olympic archery or were shooting the world archery format could have a place to go and practice so that they wouldn't go out of the field course, take down targets, and then interfere interfere with the field round. Mm-hmm. You know, 
you know, we're, and so I set up a, a league up there where we shot 50 meters um, at an 80 centimeter target. And um, we did that every Wednesday night. And, and I want to say that that year, actually, I did shoot, re I shot really well. Like I saw a bunch of major improvements, but I don't, I never, and Jim might correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I ever gave that credit to that. Right. Well, I mean, but it, it, if you think about it, it was a lot of arrows. I mean, every Wednesday yeah. night, we, you know, there were eight or 10 of us going over there and just pounding on these, uh, you know, these 50 meter targets. In fact, I want to kind of talk to Randall about that because I want to say that Randall also was after doing that format. And because then he continued doing it after I wasn't uh -huh. able to time-wise manage that league. He, he, uh, he took it over for me and, and, and did a few. I want to talk to him and ask him if he like felt like that played any role in part of his development. Right. Right. I, you know, I think um, just first joining a league is a, and and actively participating in a league yeah is one way to increase your score and get better and then the practicing and then competing in that league you're going to gain you know yeah, some number of points from both of those leagues. things the league is practice and then there's the practice for the practice mm -hmm. the league is practice like for vegas leagues are great because vegas leagues practice for vegas but then you also want to practice. I noticed that when the league starts, people shoot a lot more. Yeah. Dude, for some people, the league is it. For some people, that league is their Vegas. Yeah. You know? So it's like they, they're going to go whole hog just prepping for the league because they yeah. want to, you know, they want to beat you. And that's awesome because that goes, that goes um, well with what you said on your show where you – you said that you like to, um, um, you know, pick local, local, uh, would you, how'd you say it? You said you wanted to beat your local friends or something. With... Oh yeah. Benchmark, benchmark, oh, benchmark. Yeah, that's right. yeah. At yeah. least, at, you know, it's really your friend's score, you know, it's not a personal thing against your friend, but you know, it's how you get better is you're like, yeah, I, I remember. Dude, well, like, that's what yeah. league does, right? I mean, you're basically yes. benchmark on yeah. paper because most of those uh, leagues are posting your score up on the website or up on a board where you can see everybody's scores. And in your head, you're going, "Where, where do I lie, and where yeah. should I be? You know, where do I fall in here?" Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I may have done a disservice to people. Um, well, I used to tell a lot of people, and I, I still do. You know, it's like not to not to set your goals for against certain individual people because mm -hmm. like, i've also seen the bad side about that like i've also seen kind of like where like if you're trying to beat a certain guy at your club it can sometimes turn into like a you know hostile situation instead of like a like a respect for the other person so i think i think uh what i probably should be telling people is like if you're trying to beat a certain individual i said i used to tell people you got to be careful how what you ask for because you'll get your wish like do you right. want, do you want to beat that person when they're shooting their best or do you want to just be beat that person you know well, see so like there's one year hold on a second, like one year in vegas like i beat real wild because he missed the target you yeah I'm, I'm not saying that that happened i'm just saying like it could happen right like you know like a pro missets his sight and then you beat you beat that guy 
And it's right. like, well, no, I didn't beat that guy on his best. You know, I want to beat right. that guy when, you know, we're at the shoot off. <laughs> right. And do people that say that, like, because I've heard people say that I beat real wild in, uh, not me, but they're saying that themselves. I beat real wild. And real, real, if you're, if you're not listening, because he probably doesn't listen, like, is, we're just picking on you because you're, you're super famous. And well, no, I literally heard someone are. say, I beat real wild in Reading. <laughs> and it's like, dude, that's not even his game. And, Unless you're shooting with him and you guys are actively talking shit to each other, you're not beating him. You just shot a higher score than him. Yeah. You know? And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't like saying I beat an individual because that's like, and that's, I guess, what I was probably like really when I tell people, like, don't set your goals on beating an individual. But then when you said, you know, you said you, you know, when you're shooting with people within your group as benchmarks and you're trying to be better than, like yeah. I can totally understand that, but the end game There's is like a thing to that though is that when you inevitably beat your friend, you got to give them an infinite number of rematches, you know, and uh, like don't quit. You mean and then walk away and be like, yeah, don't quit and walk away and be like, all right, now I beat you. Now I'm going to go on and try to beat this other guy. You know what I mean? Because then you guys aren't helping each other. You just use somebody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and truly, it's like, I mean, I think I said in my podcast, first I beat this guy, then I beat that guy, then I beat this guy. Uh, here's the deal. Those guys, we always shot together. So it was never like I beat someone, beat a friend of mine, and then never shot with them again. You know? The last time I shot with Emerson, he beat me. And, the, you know, I, I shot with uh, my buddy John. So don't do what Emerson did and that's beat somebody and then and then disappear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> but um, that's that's the thing is, you know, when you do beat somebody, it'll happen. You offer them respect by giving them a rematch. That, that's a that's a very good way to look at that, you know. Yeah, and you give them as many rematches as it fucking takes until they beat you, and then you beat them again, and that's how you guys get better. For sure. Yeah. I guess I I was always trying to avoid telling people, like, you know, like, I mean, I guess maybe it's not even my role to even tell people that, but, like, if I feel like if you're paying me money to get a lesson and you're asking my advice, then, you know. Right. Okay, so, to be fair, there's a really good school of thought that would say that you're pigeonholing yourself by doing that you I know it depends on who it is you're trying to beat like i mean yeah not not every club has an emerson you know or a one right you know but that's the thing it's tiny bites it's tiny bites i didn't start shooting a rebo and think oh i'm gonna beat emerson you know what i mean uh it was who can i shoot with to get better and then the guy that was i was shooting with you know it was i was able to catch up to him well, Jim and I went through that phase early on. Like we were like shooting a lot with people around our local range. And there were some people we were shooting with who we were like, we have got to stop shooting with these guys. These guys are going to pull us down. Uh-huh. You know? People are just fucking around too much, right? No, it's just people that like we would we would go shoot, right? And then, you know, in their mind, they were better than me and Jim. Uh-huh. And then, you know, like because they, they were on archery. This is when archery talk was at its like high heyday, you know, like uh-huh. archery talk and they would make posts and every they were famous on archery talking everyone loved what they had to say and they were you know they knew everything about form they knew everything about working on a bow 
Did you shoot with the nuts and bolts guy? No, no, no. It wasn't him. No. I've never shot with him. Um, I've only seen him one time. Um, But uh, the, uh, like, you know, in their minds, they're better than me and Jim because Jim and I at the time were like educated um, uh, to the level, I guess, that we're at, we're now. But, you know, we'd shoot and we would beat them. And in their minds, they couldn't figure out how it was that we possibly beat them. And it turned into like most of the excuses, like, oh, the, my second access is off, or this is something like it right away went to there's something wrong with the equipment, there's something wrong. Yeah, no, this isn't like this isn't this me, is me, like, there's something else here, there's no reason. And in a way, it was kind of insulting to like me and Jim because we yeah. were putting in a lot of work and shooting, oh, like, we were going to all these outlaws and stuff and like talking to better people, like, like Buck Heron, um, like, really honestly in the very beginning really kind of took me and jim under his wing uh-huh i just learned a tremendous amount of like you know like a lot of, i know a lot of people don't know buck and have like an opinion of who he is um, i know and I people that don't know media, but like people have no idea like as a person like that dude took us under the his wing and like really sh- and me more specifically like really like sh- taught me a lot yeah a lot. and what's crazy is people that like want to find buck to figure out who he is on social media can't because he's always banned yeah he's so, like a ghost yeah so like there was a point i think like where like jim and i we basically said we can't we 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 I don't say we unfriended people, but like we just said we're not gonna shoot with these guys because every time we shoot with these guys over here, they they they're negative and it's not fun to be around them when they're gonna be. In a way, it's insulting to you because you shot really good and you put in a lot of work, and they're saying there's no way that you are actually better than me. Like, right. Like I should have beat you, but I didn't because because something else and it's because of, of equipment failure. Yeah, and it's like it doesn't even like give you any respect. So it's just right there telling you that that person doesn't respect you. So yeah, for for me, I'm like, why do I want to be around someone who thinks that I'm not capable of being better than they are? Right. Versus when you when I shot with Emerson, it was always like, oh, good job, man. Like you know, like all right. yeah. You know, it was you always, never hear. It was always you. super positive, and and there not. I don't want to say that there was times where I ever like really beat Emerson, you know. But there were times where, you know, like if we went over there to shoot with you guys and practice, yeah. Sometimes we did a little bit better than Emerson on that one day or something, and like there was always like nothing but mad props coming from that man. Uh huh. You know, or always, always like you know yeah, that dude really understood that. Yeah, it's not about you know you can use someone for motivation, but in the end, you sound really bad. But I'm saying like I've I've kind of used that like this uh this principle of like uh, of like being around other people like whoever's in your in your like whoever your five closest friends are who you're gonna become or who you're gonna be right. Uh huh. So like you know I I I I believe that. you know, to get better, you need to be surrounded by better shooters. And that doesn't mean that you, you're dissing your friends at your local club. It's just that, you know, you, yeah. you, you are actively seeking to get better. Something in common or are better, which is the doing. 
and you're not you're a jerk, like you're gonna make friends with people better. <laughs> if you're not a total jerk. <laughs> yeah, if you're if I mean things like uh in I think social media has corrupted a lot of people into thinking they're there's something they're not. And you know, sometimes you know, you might have to look at, you know, people might have to look at themselves in the mirror and be like, hey, would I want to be friends with me? Right. Do I say and do things to other people that make them want to be around me? You know? Yeah. If, no, that, that's, that's a very fair point. If you walk up to someone who's wearing, you know, uh, you know, a Donald Trump hat, you know, make America great hat, and then, you know, you're wearing a, a Joe Biden shirt, probably not going to get along right away, you know, on the first. I, I, <laughs> you know, like, I would love to shoot in that group. That would be hilarious. I would be instigating. Actually, we could make that happen because that would be you and Buck. <laughs> I would vote for like, Joe Biden. Bernie, Bernie, Bernie Sanders supporter and hey, don't... supporter shooting together. <laughs> don't go airing my dirty laundry. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> well cool man um thanks for coming on uh, hey thanks for having me on rudy yeah I, we're i'm gonna start doing more podcasts regularly with alan that's cool I, would, I can't wait to listen can. dude i i get so tired of hearing my own voice all the time that i would love to listen to some someone else that isn't greg pool you know so if you guys start cranking out some content i'll listen awesome man and and we might be responding to stuff that you say oh that would be great I'll definitely leave Easter eggs for you guys to find. Yeah, there's there's always something there. Well, cool, man. Thanks so much. Hopefully, um, everybody out there uh, found what we had to say today beneficial. Yeah, if not entertaining, at least. Yeah, you know what? And, and I think what you had to say earlier about the drama and stuff like that, you know, hey, we're real people. This is how, just so you know, if, if, that, that, if, the, if people are out there listening, like, like we're normal people, how you approach us, like, like we're, we're basically telling you how we are, what our personality is. If you want to like, and this isn't a popularity club, like I've never, I'm, I'm not into that. Like if, if, like I said, I think you could probably say the same thing if yes. you up to us and you're just a normal guy and you want to talk to us and be friends with us. Like, just do that. You know? Yes. We've, we've, we've done what most people don't do. And like through a public forum have told you exactly the kind of people that we like to be friends with and be around. And that's just normal people who be themselves. But also how to, how to, how to be good in this sport and how to be successful. It's not always just with a high score, you know, if Yasmin Blee said, I'm dating myself here. If Yasmin yeah, like, Blee, Blee went on an interview and said, if you exhibit these qualities right here and you can be, you can date me and marry me. Uh-huh. And would you not? I don't even know who you're talking about. Is that Baywatch? Is that a Baywatch reference? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holy crap. Would you not do that? Would you not follow? Would you not like do the opposite? Nah, dude, it's not my cup of tea. I probably would. Yeah, please said you can go on a date with me as long as you brush your teeth and take a shower. Yeah, it's too much. Fuck like, that. You know, like would you not at least try to take a shower and brush your teeth? Dude, her standards are far too high. Absolutely not. All right. Well, I think we should end it now. It's getting, uh, <laughs> but, but no, this, all right, man. Uh, you guys, we should just clarify it. Like, this is good for, you know, 
It's, it, what we talk about is how to be good in the sport, right? And you might find your own way that might be better. And I would urge you to do those things. But uh, a lot of the shit that I bitch about, it's because you do dishonor to the shop you represent. And as a Japanese person, honor is a big deal. Would you yeah, agree? I agree. Um, and uh, I would say, like, let people talk about you. Like, don't talk about yourself. Let people do the talking for you. Yeah. And yeah, there you go. You know what? The, taking that approach means that you may get no acknowledgement for a very, very long time. Very, very long time. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. if, if you're only doing this sport to post on the gram and just be, and you want that glory, you're in the wrong game. Because a I lot mean, of people out there have been doing this a long time and they went years and years and years before receiving any kind of recognition. Yeah. And if, Dude, if you're looking for recognition, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Exactly. And excuses are a yellow dog that needs to be taken out back and shot in the face. Poor yelled yeller. Don't make, you know what? On the rude cast, that's, mm-hmm. not acceptable. <laughs> that's not acceptable. Okay. <laughs> Old yellow references are not acceptable. Oh, oh, I just hit a, hit yeah. a nerve with somebody. Yeah. That's, you can't do that. All right. Dude, I'm going to go get some blank bailing before I got to go to work. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, dude. Take care.